my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Well, what can I say other than summer's officially over because it's fall today. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for the like 55, 60 degree weather. Pumpkin spice, hoodie weather, stuff like that. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm. The only thing I'm not ready for is like late October weather when it starts to get like forty plus degrees out. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, today we have our next back to school episode in the back to school series. It's the season five premiere. Entitled Double Trouble. This episode aired on September 17th, 1991. In this episode, Jesse and Becky learn that Becky is carrying twins. This episode has a 7.3 out of 10 and is uh, based on 159 ratings. Actually, we are also introduced to some characters. Some are going to be around longer than others. So we're going to be around for a couple episodes. All right. We get the introduction of Teddy. Last week we had the introduction of Aaron and Bye Bye Birdie in Double Trouble. We get the introduction of Teddy, played by Taj Mowry. He's going to be around for a bit. Sadly, he'll move to Amarillo, Texas. But don't worry because he's coming back in, like, season seven. We also have June Lockhart, who plays Miss Wiltrout, Michelle's kindergarten teacher. She was in the Lost in Space television show from back in the 60s. Also, we have Mr. Lowry, who's played by Philip Levian. He will also be in one more episode, which I believe is entitled Spellbound. Dr. Sinclair will be back for one more episode. She plays Jesse and Becky's baby doctor. And she actually already was in an episode of Full House. It was called Mrs. Hardesty. She did play in the Mr. Egghead episode. She was Stephanie's, I believe it's second grade teacher where uh, Joey had a spot-on roll for Mr. Egghead and accidentally broke Stephanie's nose. Yeah. That was Wendy, Wendy Cutler. This episode was directed by Joel Zwick, writer Jeff Franklin, the creator. Let's see. And it looks like Jeff was the only one writing this episode. And the only trivia, which I've already mentioned, is the first appearance of Taj Mowry as Teddy. We have some goofs. 
continuity. Jesse comes back from six weeks on tour, and Rebecca is much larger than when he left. She wouldn't have gotten that big in six weeks. Well, maybe not. But then again, she didn't know she was carrying twins, so maybe, who knows. It could be different for every pregnant person. Not to mention, just because he came back in six weeks doesn't mean she's six weeks along. She probably went to the doctor, what, maybe a m month or two just to get a checkup. I mean, I've never been pregnant, so I don't know how that works. Is it like a month or two of missing your cycle and then you or you notice bodily changes like you're feeling sick? Because I don't think that the symptoms are going to show like a couple weeks after you missed your cycle. Factual errors. Jesse and Becky got married on Valentine's Day. Becky finds out she is pregnant soon after Michelle slash DJ's graduations. Late May, early June, around the month of September, return of school for the kids. She finds out about the twins. Michelle's birthday is in November, same day as the birth of the twins. This would mean Becky found out her, her pregnancy at about four months and didn't find out about the twins until about seven months long. Realistically, a mother would have found out way sooner than that. Well, you know what? Why don't you go hit up the writers on email or Twitter or Instagram or what you have ya and bark at them because, well, you know, I mean, everyone's, everyone's got their own theories. They got their own how they do things. So, but very interesting. It's, it's interesting. I, I mean, this goof. You know, and I imagine the people on the shows don't exactly think like, oh, people are going to be poking holes in a, into our episodes and looking for continuity issues and other factual errors. I mean, they're playing it for laughs. But it, then any anyway, all right. Connections. The Bullwinkle Show. Joey, Michelle, and Stephanie all imitate Bullwinkle. I used to watch the B. Excuse me. Uh, the Bullwinkle, Rocky and Bullwinkle show back in like the 90s in reruns. And the one thing I would either mute the TV, I most likely mute it, was when that big storybook was there and then Bullwinkle would come down in like a little tutu with a little um, wand with a star on top and a little fairy dust. I, just, I didn't like the sound it was just it was some weird sound i didn't like it all right i'm gonna read these two reviews for the episode eight out of ten double trouble is right this was put up on imdb february 12th night or 2019 we left off on the end of season four with rebecca having a bun in the oven now we get more into it jesse gets home from Gets back from his tour and is all psyched to be back home. He gets back at 3 a.m. and stays up reading. They get a sonogram done and find out Becky's having twins. This freaks Jesse out. There's a scene in which he imagines Danny, Joey, and Comet all having evil twins. Well, for the most part, I mean, it was just Danny and Joey. Comet ran in with another lookalike dog and that's when Jesse's like, You know what? I really think maybe I should lie down and get some sleep. <laughs> Sleep would help, but not cure his emotions. The subplot involves Michelle's first day of kindergarten. Joey suggests she do what he did to make friends imitate Bullwinkle. Well, Joey, you know what? That was pretty popular back in, like, 1965. 
not so much for 1991. Sorry. The kids don't, they're not into the Bullwinkle. I don't even think kids today would be into the Bullwinkle. The difference between Joey and Michelle is he is an expert at imitating people. Michelle would just look idiotic and mental. Okay, that's kind of harsh. She does it to a boy and he walks away calling her strange. Blame Joey. She finds Stephanie in her fourth grade class and she puts things fine. Both stories are good. They deal with the anxiety that we all get. Jesse is going to be a father and Michelle is in a new environment with new people. I thought it was handled well. Alright, here's the next review. 8 out of 10. The one where Jesse finds out it's twins. This review was put on IMDb, February 7th, 2014. Learning spoilers. I really like this episode. I think it's so funny. This is the episode where Jesse comes home from his band's summer tour and he finds out that he and Becky are going to be having twins. I love the scene where they're at the doctor and the doctor says the babies will be just fine. They leave the room for a second and then come back and say, Did she say babies? <laughs> I love it. This is also the episode Michelle starts kindergarten. She is sad and lost, so she goes and sees Stephanie on the other side of the school. Overall, I give this episode an 8 out of 10. One of my all-time favorite episodes. I think it has something for everybody. It, it does. It really does. Here is the summary for Double Trouble on the disc case. The good news from the doctor is twice as nice. I like that. Becky and Jesse are expecting twins. Alright, so last week I asked a trivia question. I do this just about every week, so that way if you guys answer correctly, you get a shout out on the podcast. The question I asked for Double Trouble, what musician does Jesse have playing from the headphone speakers that are attached to Becky's baby bump? It's a multiple choice. Here are the choices. A. Sammy Davis Jr. B. Buddy Holly. Or C. Elvis Presley. Both Lauren and Misty got it correct. The answer is C. Elvis Presley. I mean, come on. It's, it's Jesse, right? It's always going to be Elvis. No question. No question. Alright, of course, before I get into the episode, I can't officially get into it until I let you all know where you can go to follow along with the podcast to get those shoutouts by answering trivia questions. We have the Facebook page, Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, Full House, Fuller House Podcast. Instagram, OMHC, Full House, Fuller House Pod. Twitter, OMHC, Full House gmail omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com not to mention that on the description on soundcloud i do have the email up there as well actually i'm sorry twitter is at omhc full house yeah you don't have to type out that whole thing i just said all right let's get into the episode so it's interesting how this cold open is very similar in a way to the Bye Bye Birdie episode. The cold open here has Michelle lying in bed just telling, kind of giving herself a pep talk like, come on Michelle, go to sleep. You have a big day tomorrow. It's your first day of kindergarten. And of course, Joey 
opens her door and is like, oh, I hear someone who can't get to sleep because she's nervous about her first day of kindergarten. Like, well, you opening her door and letting in all that light from the hallway probably isn't helping. So Jess, or, bleh, excuse me, Joey is going to help serenade her and get her right off to Betty Bye. He pulls out his trusty harmonica and starts singing to Michelle about her worries over kindergarten. He says, how about if I sing you a nice, soft, soothing lullaby? And he pulls out that harmonica and just starts blowing away on it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is not soft. That is not soothing. If anything, you're going to make her even more awake and energized. Michelle, go to sleep. You have a big day tomorrow. This is not working. I know someone who can't sleep because she's thinking about her first day of kindergarten. So do I. How about if I sing you a nice, soft, soothing lullaby? <laughs> Michelle's getting sleepy. Oh no, she's not. He's excited about kindergarten. Because she gets milk in a little carton. When I need to sleep, I get milk and cookies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's got the can't sleep school starting too excited about kindergarten. Need some milk and cookies. Oh, yeah. So, Joey and Michelle have a cute little duet over this harmonica tune. She finally decides, you know, I'm going to get some milk and cookies. That'll help me sleep. <laughs> it's kind of it's cute. It's like, great, now she's up and about, and she's definitely not going to sleep. Then again, think about it. What type of bedtime does Michelle have? Everyone else is all, so still up. I would have to say her bedtime's going to be at least 8.30 at the latest. No way she's staying up till 9. So we come out of the theme song. It's late, late at night. It's dark in the kitchen. Everyone's basically gone to bed. Just like, hey, everybody, I'm home. It's like, dude, everybody is sleeping. People have jobs. People have school to go to. And you're screaming at the top of your lungs. Hey, everybody, I'm home. Ugh. And even he's like, oh, hey, Comet, you missed me. Don't get up. And Comet's just like, dude, I'm trying to sleep, man. I have a full day of greeting every member of my family, digging up bones in the backyard, all of this stuff. I need my rest. I love Jesse's like, hey, Comet, it's your Uncle Jay. And Comet's like, great, good night. So I'm going to play this clip as Jesse's going up the stairs shouting for everybody. Everybody, I'm home. Everybody, I'm home. And everyone comes out of the hallway. They're all half asleep. It's like, great. You expected this big fanfare at like 3 a.m. Seriously, man? Wait till morning. I mean, if this were like a Saturday morning, I really wouldn't care because I know I could just sleep in till like 11 if I wanted to sleep that late. But it's like, if you're waking me up at 3 a.m. and I gotta get up at like 6.30, I'm gonna be very angry with you and give you the silent treatment for a long time. Hey, everybody, I'm home! Hey, I'm home! Hey, Comet, it's your Uncle Jay! 
Please, don't get up. starts tomorrow, you're making lunches. Welcome back. That's it? I've been on tour all summer and that's all I get? Next time, come home earlier. Or just, like, keep your voice down. We'll be... Although you probably already know, but I'm going to brief you real quick. At the end of season four, Jesse's band is going on tour. They're going to open up at a state fair for Aerosmith, even though it'll be a few days before Aerosmith gets there. So Jesse's on tour for, like, almost the entirety of summer, six weeks. And Becky, of course, is nervous. You know, she's pre <laughs> just found out she's pregnant trying to tell her husband, her husband's so jazzed about, you know, this finally his big break, he's going on tour. And like, oh my goodness. So, yeah, that's how season four ended. You finally told him. And it's great. She's just gonna be there, he's gonna be on tour and all that good stuff, so. so since Jesse woke up everyone in the house, now Becky's asleep and she's like, what is that commotion outside? As Jesse comes barreling up the stairs, turning on all the lights. Honey, I'm home! Did you miss me? And she's got a surprise for him when she gets out of that bed. Like, whoa, six weeks can really change a person's look. Especially if they're pregnant and not knowing they're carrying twins. Wake up! Beck, wake up! Yes, you're home! Hey. Hi, honey! Mm -hmm. So good holding your my arm. <laughs> Have mercy. Oh, I look like Frosty the Snowman. Well, it was just a, two weeks ago when I saw you, you looked pregnant, but now you look <laughs> enormous. Excuse me? Enormously pregnant. No, it was amazing. I mean, one morning I woke up, looked down, and my feet were gone. <laughs> Are you doing here, baby? Daddy's home. The kick. Mm -hmm. What you doing up so late? <laughs> Honey, you have to read this book. It tells you everything you need to know about having a baby. All right. Chapter one. I think we already covered that chapter. <laughs> so, Jesse hugs Becky. He's like, oh, it feels so good holding you in my arms. And then he pulls back and says, oh, wow, you've definitely changed. <laughs> Becky's like, yeah, I, I mean, I woke up one morning. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, where'd my feet go, right? <laughs> Becky says she looks like Frosty the Snowman. Apparently, she and Jesse saw each other a couple weeks ago, so maybe she drove out to see him at one of his gigs. He's like, yeah, a couple weeks ago when I saw you, I mean, you didn't look like, you know, this is, I'm, I mean, now you're enormous. And she just, her eyes buck out like, excuse me? Like, Jesse, your wife is pregnant. You gotta shower her with praise. Tell her how beautiful she looks. You don't, she's carrying your baby. Well, babies, but they don't know that. Because he rubs her belly, says, Hi, baby, daddy's home. And he feels the kick, like, kicked? He kicked? What's he doing up so late? Babies are up all hours. They sleep, they're up, they're asleep. They have not, nor they don't have normal hours, like, like everyone else on the outside of the womb. I gotta say, I really like Jesse's jean leather sleeved jacket. It's really cool. 
And Becky's like, oh, here, honey, I got this book for you. It tells you everything you need to know about being pregnant, expecting a child. Jesse, of course, jumps right on the bed, still fully in his outfit and his leather boots, by the way. So he opens up the first page, and of course it clearly has to do with the beginnings of making a baby, you know, that step that takes two people. And he's like, oh, uh, I uh, think we covered that section already. <laughs> and they kiss, and now it's morning time. Danny's drinking coffee, reading the paper, getting ready for his day on the set of Wake Up San Francisco. DJ comes down. Of course, we can't forget, Michelle's not the only one starting a new grade. She's going into kindergarten. Stephanie's going into fourth grade. And Miss DJ is going into high school. She's going to high school. No more junior high. So I look up DJ's like, all right, Dad, I'm out of here. And she's almost like out the door. Like, oh, honey, wait a minute. Oh, I can't believe it. My baby, my firstborn is starting high school today. And she's wearing a nice light blue blazer with these mother of pearl buttons that go down the front. And it's also got like, um, not black stripes, but it's got like a black line of, like, uh, fabric going down and then a couple going across, like, cross-stitch almost. She's dressed very older. Not inappropriate older, but she's, what, 14 at this point? She, she looks like she might be dressing like a nice uh, businesswoman, but then again, it seemed like we did get that in season four where... Uh, DJ was dressing very impeccably and very elegantly for, you know, dressing like a woman who's going to work in the office. And so very, very immaculate, very pretty. But the thing is what DJ wants, because he's like, oh, honey, you look very nice. And she's like, what? Nice? Dad, seriously, you're supposed to say you're dressed way too mature and you should not leave the house like this. And Danny's like, oh, um, I mean, you look, I'm sorry, you look really uh, sexy. Oh, God, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's just his eyes bug out when he says it. Kenny comes over, and at first she's dressed in this really nice black, it's not so much a sweater, but it's something that, not a poncho, but it almost gives that appeal to it. But it's got a, she's got a really pretty, like, bluish scarf that goes over it. And Danny actually says, you know, Deej, you could actually learn a lesson from Kimmy. And he starts giving DJ a lecture about, you know, you don't always have to dress to impress, you know, the crowd, the kids at school. And meanwhile, while he's looking at DJ and talking to her, Kimmy rips off her outfit. Remember how in junior high she had the big sock boobs, right? She's got this weird halter top covering her chest with the stars on the on the on the boobies and it's kind of weird cuz when Danny turns around, his eyes are like bugging out like he's really like I have to take a second look is this really what I'm seeing here? 
And Kimmy's like, ready to go, DJ? And DJ's like, oh, well, no. I mean, my dad wants me to dress more like you. And and Danny's like, no, honey, please. Just, please, just, just go to school. And for the love of all that is holy, make new friends, okay? I'm out of here, Dad. Oh, wait a minute. Come here. Oh, it's my big girl's first day of high school. Come sit on my lap. Dad. Uh, it seems like only yesterday I was holding you in my arms and I saw my reflection in your little bald head. Dad, I have to go. How do I look? Cute. Cute? You're supposed to say I look way too hot and can't leave the house dressed like this. I'm sorry, honey. You look very sexy. Oh, woo! Oh, that's Big so Dan. Dirty. Hi, Kimmy. Oh, you look nice today. Thanks. My dad said the same thing. You see, Deej, you don't always have to dress hot to attract attention. Dress People hot? are going to like you for who you are <laughs> on the inside, not how you look on the outside. Uh-huh, yeah. Know, it might seem weird for me to say this, but, uh... <laughs> I think right now you could actually learn a lesson from Kimmy. Upstairs and change. My dad wants me to be more like you. No, no, no. no. We just we go to school. Please make new friends. Bye, Bye. Bye. So I didn't pick up on that. He says you don't always have to dress hot to impress the, the kids at school. I'm like, really, Danny? Don't put your daughter in the word hot in the same sentence. That just comes off as weird. Um. Also. On Kimmy's top, halter top, bustier, whatever you want to call it, the little star things that are on the outside have little, like, like diamond, like ruby, like, encrusted on the, on the front of it. It's just like, whoa. <laughs> but... You heard it in the clip from the crowd. The audience is like, "Woo! Wow! Look at her! Oh my God, Kimmy! Go, girl!" So we cut to the stairs in the kitchen. Jesse's walking backwards down the stairs, trying to guide Becky down the stairs so she doesn't fall because she's very pregnant at this point in her eyes or in his eyes. You know, basically she's carrying precious cargo. Becky, of course, comes back with, honey, I'm an, expe an expectant mother. I'm not a jumbo jet. This isn't a runway. And Jesse kind of comes back with, honey, please, the baby can pick up on your sarcasm. So he turns to Danny, who's at the hill, and says, from now on until this baby is born, I want soothing voices, a lack of sarcasm, just a nice peaceful environment and Becky kind of laughs I'm like honey what what is this and Jesse's like well I was up all night reading that baby book and the baby can pick up sounds on the outside of the womb and hear like all what's going on outside of it so from now on please just soothing peaceful voices so no fighting no yelling no crass remarks so I tell you, Jesse read that book cover to cover. Becky probably just read the cliff notes in it or just skimmed it because she's like, honey, what are you talking about? He's like, 
Hey, I was up all night reading that baby book. He was so immersed in it. Happy voices, soothing sounds. And Danny's like, Jess, don't you think you're going a little overboard with this? And Jesse's like, look, man, I'm going to be a father, okay? Do you know what that means? And Danny, of course, rolls his eyes like, oh, no, Jess, I don't even know what that means. I mean, I didn't, like, uh, create three daughters. I, I don't know. You tell me. I really am interested. I would have loved to have seen how Danny would have been with Pam when she was pregnant for the first time with DJ because after Pam's death Danny really we didn't know what his character was prior to but he just seems his erratic if you even want to call it refer to it as OCD in a way with the, with the cleaning and stuff like that so we don't know what kind of person Danny was prior to Pam's death but I, I bet he would be a ball, he would have been a ball of nerves. I mean, it's your first child. I wouldn't be surprised if he was acting just as Jesse was. Yeah, Jesse sits on the kitchen table staring down Danny says, I'm going to be a father. Do you know what a big job that is? And Danny's like, oh, I don't know, Jess. Oh, tell me. It's such a big job. I had to have you and Joey come in here to help me raise my three kids. Not one, but three of them. And he says, that means I'm going to be responsible for another human life. And I'm thinking, I, I get that aspect because it is of his own flesh and blood. Shares his own blood and DNA. However, I mean, Michelle was, what, nine months old when Jesse came in. So he's had a bit of practice. So it's not like he's never helped raise a child before because Michelle is now five years old. So Jesse's all about starting off on the right foot and everything. So he hands Becky a tape recorder that starts playing Heartbreak Hotel by Elvis. And she, she's just, honey, I am not listening to this 24-7. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know what? I thought you'd feel that way. So here, here's a headphone. Let's slip it right over your baby bump because, of course, luckily the headphones can extend outward. <laughs> and, he's, and this is where we get into this comment here with Jesse saying, I bet it's little lip is curling right now listening to Elvis. And then he's like, oh no, he heard me call it it. Honey, we gotta find out if it's a boy or girl. And Becky's like, honey, no, you promised. You said we could be surprised. So I'm gonna play this clip. Wait, bring it on, Dennis. Swing that back end around. Swing it around, Ed. I'm an expectant mother, not a jumbo jet. Please, the baby can pick up your sarcasm. What are you talking about? I've been up all night reading that baby book, and it says that even in the womb, the baby can sense everything that's going on, all right? So starting right now, I want happy voices and soothing sounds. Jess, don't you think you're going a little bit overboard with this? Oh, is that what you think? Hey, look, pal, I'm going to be a father, okay? You know what a big job that is? Oh, gosh, no, Jess, tell me. <laughs> that means I'm going to be responsible for another human life, okay? And I want it to start out right. So from now on, carry this around. Well, this is my baby. I'm a new baby. 
Jess, I am not going to listen to Elvis 24 hours a day. Well, I figured that. So? What? <laughs> I bet his little lips curling up right now. Oh, my God, it heard me call it it. Beck, we have to find out if it's a boy or a girl. Now, Jess, you promised that we'd be surprised. That's it. Happy sounds, soothing voices. <laughs> no, now, Jess, you agreed that we'd be surprised. I want you to change your mind. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No. Yes. No. Don't you worry. Your parents aren't always this kooky. <laughs> so, J Jessie's like, honey, remember I said soothing voices? And she's like, no, now, Jess, I thought I told you we wanted to be surprised. And he's like, but I want you to change your mind. And she's like, it's not going to happen, honey. And Danny comes over, lifts the headphone ear and says, don't you worry. Your parents aren't always this kooky. <laughs> Now we move up to Stephanie and Michelle's room. Joey comes in to see how the girls are doing. They're getting ready for school. Stephanie, of course, is ready. Like, oh, I'm so ready. It's going to be an awesome year. I finally, I got a man teacher and he is such a babe. Like, oh, Stephanie. So my guess is she probably already met the teacher, like, just before the summer to check out the classroom and everything like that. And Stephanie's like, fourth grade is going to be so awesome. Granted, of course, she said the teacher's a major babe right in front of Michelle. So she's got to lock down that info for later because it's going to come back and bite you in the butt. I love Stephanie's confidence here. Finally, we get confidence. She's like, hey, I look good. I feel good. And I'm wearing a smile that says, Stephanie Tanner, you're a winner. Like, yes, Steph, good going. This is probably the only time that she's going to feel confident and ready to go about starting a new school year. Because in sixth grade, it doesn't go over so hot. And we already saw how well it went when she started kindergarten and, of course, second grade. Yeah. Both Stephanie and Michelle are both wearing, like, um flower print like Stephanie's wearing a really pretty flower print sundress and Michelle's wearing like a little flower print top so Stephanie leaves and Joey's like hey Michelle how are you doing you you doing all right about your first day of kindergarten you ready Michelle's like I'm not as ready as she is like oh sweetie it's gonna be okay but Joey decides to give her a little, you know, tip about how to make friends. This is how I had to move around a lot, Michelle. So I was always having to come up with new and inventive ways to kind of break the ice between me and the other students. One of which is, you know, impressions, because I'm a funny guy, right? So I was like, here, just put your antlers, your hands, right above your ears and go, Hello, my name is Michelle Tanner. No, actually he says, Hello, my name is Joey Gladstone. And Michelle tries that and she's like, hello, my name is Joey Gladstone. And he's like, oh, well, good, try, just uh, remember to use your own name, sweetie. Hey girls, ready for your first day of school? Are you kidding? This year I'm getting a man teacher and he is a major babe. Ooh. <laughs> Fourth grade is going to be so awesome. Hey, I look good, I feel good, and I'm wearing a smile that says, Stephanie Jenner, you're a winner. 
How about you? Are you ready, Michelle? Not as ready as she is. <laughs> Are the other kids going to like me? Oh, of course they're going to like you. But to be sure, you should do what I did my first day of school. See, when all the kids asked me my name, I just went, Hello, my name's Joey Gladstone. <laughs> and all the kids laughed, and we became friends. Okay, you try it. Hello, my name is Joey Gladstone. <laughs> That's good, but next time, try using your own name. Hello, my name is Michelle Tanner. Hello, my name is Michelle Tanner. <laughs> So, like I said, I get that this is a joke that worked great for Joey because all these references that he is making jokes about were 100% relevant back in 1965. In 1991, not so much. I mean, he is trying to be helpful, but I'm just wondering, what were some of the popular things in 1991? Mind you, the air date says September 17th, 1991, so we are more than halfway done with 91, almost to 92. Now mind you, if this is 91, some of the stuff would probably even be from, like, mid to late 80s, could also be very relevant to some of those shows. Um, when I was in school, first, second grade, we played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Little Mermaid came out in 1989. Um, 1991 would have been... So Beauty and the Beast would have come out in 91. However, it didn't come out until November 22nd. So it's at least a couple months after this episode aired. Um, I can think of some things. Bobby's World was on Fox. That came out in 1990. TM and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Home Alone was another one. Oh, what kind of girl impersonation could she do? Ariel, Shira, Quinn, what are you doing? Uh, let's see, Jam, Rainbow Bright. Um, oh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? There you go. Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. A plethora of different things that you could probably pick a popular, in her case, maybe a female character, or not, you know, and, and just do an impersonation that the kid might be familiar with. Cosby Show! Boom! There we go. Yeah, Cosby Show. Um, some of the, the other shows. <laughs> Back in, uh... Punky Brewster! Bam! There we go! Reference! Small Wonder, she could pretend she's Vicky the Robot. A lot of different things that would have been more relevant. So, now we arrive at the outside of the school. Danny and Joey are there with Stephanie and Michelle, because now they're going to the same school. And this is just this is old news to Stephanie. I mean, she's been here before. She knows how it works. Mich Michelle, on the other hand, that can be intimidating for a small child to see a large, large school like that. None of the schools I went to in elementary school were that big. They, weren't, they didn't have a second level to them either. High school had a second level to it. Everything else was pretty much a one-floor building. 
But yeah, that can be overwhelming. And she's like, that's my school? It's so big. And they're like, well, honey, you're a big girl now, so you're going to a bigger school. This is Fraser Street Elementary School. Michelle's Lunchbox. It's My Little Pony. Aww. So Danny's like, honey, don't worry. He's going to be just fine. And if you need any help, your big sister is in the same school as you. You can go and find her, and she will come and assist you. Here we are. This is my school. It's so big. Well, you're a big girl now, Michelle. I'm not that big. Michelle, you're going to be fine. But if you need any help, your big sister is right in the same school. Right, Steph? Don't worry, Michelle. Kindergarten is just like preschool, only without the naps. Too bad I'm good at naps. <laughs> Come on, everybody. <laughs> Are you coming, Michelle? I don't know about this. Come on. Come on. Let's go. So they start to walk forward and look back and notice that Michelle isn't following. And they're like, are you ready, Michelle? And she just shakes her head like, I don't know about this. And they take her hand and lead her into the school. Now we're in the classroom, which this is so different from her starting preschool when she was like, hey, Dad, come on, Daddy, come on, as he's holding her hand and holding her back. Finally, she lets go of his hand and just walks right into the classroom. Here, it's a little different. She's a bit nervous because the school is a lot bigger. So Danny's still holding Michelle's hand as he leads her into a classroom. He's like, honey, doesn't this look like a magical place? The most happiest place on earth? Michelle's like, no, that's Disneyland. So I gotta say this is kind of funny with Danny and Joey both there dropping off Michelle. And I see a lot of parents there, a lot of mothers. And it's just kind of funny just, you know, them being in San Francisco, like... (laughs) But um, right behind Michelle there as Danny's holding her hand, you see this. And I had this exact same toy as a kid. It was called an Alfie, like A-L-P-H-I-E, where it's got like yellow, a line of yellow buttons running down the side of it and on the right side. And then on the left side, there's red buttons. And then in the middle of it, there's a space where you put different cards and then you hit the buttons, depending on what it asks you, and then the face lights up. So I just, I saw that there, and like, oh my gosh, I had that as a child! So Miss Wiltrout, Michelle's kindergarten teacher, does come over and introduce herself to Danny, and of course Danny introduces himself and Joey. No Mr. Gladstone, no Joey Gladstone, just Joey. And Miss Wiltrout looks down at Michelle and says, oh, hi, what's your name? And I love how Michelle says her full name. Michelle Elizabeth Tanner. Uh, and she's got a cute little lisp. It's so adorable. And Michelle adds, this is my first day at school. And of course, Mills Will Trout's like, oh, it's everybody's first day. So yeah. So Miss Will Trout excuses herself because one of the kids is trying to climb on her desk. Like, oh, sweetie, please don't climb on my desk. Thank you. Apparently that was one of the children who did not have a parent present because (laughs) if they did, they would not be trying to climb on that desk. So Danny bends down to Michelle's level and says, honey, um, you know what? I know you're going to have a great first day. You're going to make a lot of friends. You're going to have fun. So, and he hugs her. And then, of course, Joey leaves with the parting where he's like, now Michelle, remember what I said about making new friends. 
Oh, and he just looks so sad as they walk out the door. And it's like, he's just a little wave. And everyone else has got, like, a parent volunteer or somebody there to kind of watch over some of the kids. And it's like, wow, I'm on my own. <laughs> so Teddy, of course, gets his own table all to himself. And Michelle comes over, slaps down her lunchbox. And Teddy looks at him like, who are you? Right away, Michelle goes for the antlers above the ears. And, hello, my name is Michelle Tanner. And he just looks at her like, you are a strange kid. And just walks away. And poor Michelle is just crestfallen. She's heartbroken. Like, this is exactly what she figured would happen. She's like... They hate me already. I'm out of here. And she just leaves. Nobody really even notices her slip out of the room. Well, here's your classroom, Michelle. Doesn't this look like the happiest place on Earth? No, that's Dillinger. Hello, I'm Miss Wiltrout. Hi, I'm Danny Tanner. And this is Joey. Mr. Tanner, how do you do, Joey? And what's your name? Michelle Elizabeth Tanner. This is my first day at school. <laughs> that's okay. It's everybody's first day. Oh, excuse me. Please, don't climb on my desk there. Michelle, you have a great first day of school. I know you're going to love it here. You'll have fun, honey. I hope you're right. And Michelle, remember what I told you about making new friends. <laughs> Bye, honey. Bye, Michelle. Bye-bye. Bye. the door there's a lady sitting at the nearest table by the door with like at least two other kids there she does not even turn her head to notice that the door is being opened and shut i mean granted she's not a teacher's aide she's not a parent volunteer she's just helping you know probably her kid and another kid at the table get you know acquainted and adjusted michelle wanders into the hallway the crowded hallway with older kids and she's like Excuse me, excuse me, has anyone seen my sister Stephanie Tanner? And the kids are just all running to class because you hear that bell. And it's like, we gotta get to class or we're gonna get tardy. Uh, we're gonna be tardy on the first day. And Michelle just looks around and the hall is completely empty. And she's like, I don't know about this. And she just head down, just shuffling along. Just the saddest girl in the world here. Breaks my heart. Excuse me, excuse me. The echo of all those doors slamming shut in that now empty hallway is just, oh, that's kind of haunting. Like, <laughs> and Michelle just being left alone out there, like, this is so overwhelming and scary. But now we're going to cut to the doctor's office. And the doctor is busying herself with the sonogram machine as it prints out a sonogram. 
So Becky's up on the table, and Jesse's like, you know what, I'm going to sit up here too next to you. And Becky has to remember Je- remind Jesse, he's like, honey, remember, we don't want to know if it's a boy or a girl, all right? We just want to know if the baby's healthy. He's like, all right, all right, sure, sure. So the doctor turns around, has the sonogram uh, in her hand, and says, this is an interesting sonogram. Oh, boy. Jesse takes that word and just runs with it. It's a boy. Oh, my gosh. We'll, we'll name him. Jesse Jr., how's his hair? Does he need moose as he's trying to look at the sonogram? And then the doctor's like, uh, I did not say it was a boy. And Jesse's like, it's a girl. We'll name her Jessica Jr. She's not dating until she's 35. And the doctor's like, I didn't say it was a girl either. And Jesse's like, well, what's left then? So Becky finally breaks in and just says, all we want to know is if the baby is healthy. And the doctor's like, just relax. You don't drink. You don't smoke. You're doing everything as you should be. The babies will be just fine. And Becky just is like, all right, Jess, you hear what she said? The babies will be just fine. And they go out into the hall, come back inside the door and say, did you say babies? Did she say babies? And the doctor's like, that's right. You're expecting twins. And the audience just, whoa. And Becky's like mouth is on the floor like, who's having twins? And the doctor's like, you are. <laughs> and it's like, honey, did you hear that? We're having twins. He's like, and Jesse is just like shell shocked, like, Oh, right, twins. Here I thought I was just responsible for one human life. (laughs) Now I'm responsible for two. Great. Oh, (laughs) I'm playing this clip. This is just too funny. Let me help you down here. We'll just sit. (laughs) Now remember, we don't want to know if it's a boy or a girl. Okay. Okay. All right, yes, I understand. This is an interesting sonogram. Boy. It's a boy. We'll name him, we'll name him uh, Jesse Jr. How's his hair? Does he need most? I'm not saying it's a boy. Oh, then it's a girl. <laughs> Jessica Jr. <laughs> not dating until she's 35. I didn't say it was a girl. What's left? All we want to know is if the baby is healthy. Relax. You don't smoke and you don't drink. You're doing everything just right. The babies will be just fine. See that, Jess? The babies will be just fine. Now, let's go. Did you say babies? Did she say babies? That's what I said. You're having twins. Who's having twins? You are. Congratulations. Jess, we're having twins! Oh, honey! Twins? I just want to know if it was a boy or a girl. So, yeah, in the, it goes to commercial, comes back, and we're still at the doctor's, in the doctor's office here, examination room, and Jesse's just trying to wrap his head around what this means. Like, oh, twins, that's, that's two babies. That's where um, one baby comes out, and then the next baby comes out, and then we take him home and raise him, and the doctor's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how that works, <laughs> yeah. So the doctor hands over the sonogram and Jesse's like holding it up to the light because of course this is, you know, I, 
How do they do that now? They usually could even print them on paper now instead of like the little um the the cell or however you want to call it. And Becky's like, oh, just our first baby picture. And the doctor points out, like, see how one is kind of hiding right behind the other one? You see the head there and then the other one? And Jesse's like, um, are there, there's not any more hiding back there, is there? And she's like, uh, no, no, that, that, just the, the two there. And I like that how Becky's like, oh, because the, di- uh, the doctor's pointing out, see the head there and then there's one over here. And she says how sometimes they like to hide behind each other. And Becky's like, oh, honey, look, they're already playing with each other. And Jesse is just, his his jaw is, like, still on the ground. Like, uh, there's not any more back there, is there? No, no. <laughs> so Becky's like, oh, this is so exciting. I got to get back to work and tell everybody. So I'm guessing basically what happened was they both drove separately because Jesse wants to stay and ask some questions. He's really... This is a big bombshell for him. He was not, he was expecting, you know, one baby, not but two. That's, uh, buddy, it's not like you're going to be do- raising these babies by yourself. You got your wife here. It's going to be all right. I mean, but then again, I mean, he's a first time father too. So it's not like, I mean, this is his first rodeo. It's not like he's been through the ringer a couple times and they fi- already have a couple kids and are expecting an, uh, another only to find out they're twins. And honestly, I mean, they do quite well for each other, so there's no real financial worry. And not to mention, they live in a house full of people, so they are not going to be short of babysitters. Those babies are going to be so, so loved by so many people. Twins. Why twins? That's, uh, that, 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 that's two babies at one time. That's where, like, the first baby comes out, then the second baby comes out, then we take them home and raise them. That's generally how it works. Here's your sonogram. Oh, Jess, this is so exciting. Our first baby pictures. <laughs> See, here's one little head, and there's the other. Sometimes one hides behind the other. Oh, honey, that's so cute. They're already playing together. <laughs> Any more hiding back there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, this is so exciting. I've got to get down to work and tell everyone. Okay, I'm going to stay and ask a few questions. Okay, we'll celebrate tonight. All right. Honey, we're having twins! (laughs) (laughs) Jesse, are you all right? Oh, no, no, I'm fine. No, I'm great. It's uh, extra baby, so I'm extra happy. (laughs) You know, before I was just... uh, responsible for one human life. Heck, now I'm responsible for two human lives. <laughs> no, I'm fine, really. I mean, I'm, I'm so... Can I just lay down real fast for a second? <laughs> can you just uh, click the oxygen on? <laughs> so the doctor, of course, is surprised to see that Jesse's still there. And she's like, Jesse, are you okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, thought I was only responsible for one human life, but now I'm responsible for two. And he lays down on the examination table, and luckily there is a mask with an oxygen tank there. It's like, you just turn on the oxygen as he fits the mask over his nose and mouth. It's a lot to take in. I, I, I get it. I mean, I don't personally get it, but this is Jesse here, so... Um, on the wall of the examination room, we do have some 
animated looking posters with babies in the room in the womb at different stages and progressions of the gestation period. I'm trying to figure what this this is a weird pic to the left of Jesse's head where it's got like a pie chart and then it's got like on one side going up different expressions of I'm guessing the mother but then it's got the baby's head like whether it would be coming down the birth canal and different like dilation like of um being dilated in certain set oh it's it does say like certain centimeters like 3.7 centimeters 7 point blah blah centimeters and to the point where the baby's head is practically crowning out of the opening and these things here look like different wavelengths of contractions that a woman would be going through at each stage of the baby making its way down the birth canal and yeah all right now we're going back to school we're going to stephanie's classroom we see mr lowry and his name of course written on the blackboard like usually on the first day of school the teacher's gonna have their name written right in the middle of the blackboard where you can't miss it a teacher that I had, um, her name was Mrs. Kanukin, I had in elementary school, and she put, because her name was kind of long, she figured, like, for the young kids to understand it, like, make canoeing in a can, which is kind of clever. So Mr. Lowry is kind of telling the kids what they're going to be working on. One of the highlights of being in fourth grade is that we get to work with, well, you get to work with computers this year. Now, I remember in third grade, like, playing, like, a little game on a computer, so that was probably my first introduction, age nine, to a computer. I did not have a computer in the home. I would have gotten a Packard Bell computer. It was an old computer from my sister's first husband when I was 14. You really couldn't do much on it. There were, like, a couple games, like Carmen Sandiego, um... There might have been a Jeopardy game, but I mainly just used it for writing stories and storing stuff like that. It's funny because most of those stories were, like, taken from either The Prince and the Pauper. It was, like, characters from the show Second Noah, like the two, the, the twins on that show. Or, like, taking different variations of, like, or aspects from the movie Homeward Bound and, like, kind of creating my own thing. So I did a lot of writing. I wish I had... I was too embarrassed to print that stuff off. But anyway, um, Stephanie here, of course, mentions how she has experience with computers. Her older sister, DJ, has a computer. Granted, in one of the season openings, it might be season five, that has DJ at her little small monitor screen computer where these ones are like maybe two to three times bigger than that small little Macintosh Apple um, computer. Yeah, the only computer experience I ever really got would have been either in the school library or in the classroom when I'd have to write like a paper and stuff like that. Or my friend, he had a computer and I would, like, go on that and, like, go into, like, uh, the chat rooms and stuff like that. But I didn't actually really start 
regularly using a computer until I started j dating Jeremy and he had a computer. So, I mean, I'd also go to the, the town library and use the computer to check, like, email and stuff like that. So, of course, the teacher asks, has anyone ever used a computer? Boom! Stephanie shoots out of that chair like a rocket. Like, I use my sister DJ's computer! Of course, Stephanie is like, you know, she used a, the last of the cream rinse in the shower, so my hair, of course, doesn't have that usual body and bounce as it normally does. And she's kind of like, tossing her hair like, you know, yeah. I mean, otherwise, I, I'm, I'm normally, really, my hair is great looking, but unfortunately, without the cream rinse... It just kind of lays there. And the kids all laugh at her. Like, okay, Steph, that was definitely an overshare. The kids are laughing at you. And then she's like, <laughs> I, I'm i not really a dork. <laughs> and she sits down. And of course, Mr. Lowry's like, nobody said that you were. And now we get Michelle popping up in the window of the door. And she just crawls right in. On the floor, hands and knees. As Mr. Lowry says, we're going to be breaking into discovery groups. As Michelle starts crawling on the floor into the room, he's like, oh, here's our first discovery. As she crawls right under Stephanie's desk, Mr. Lowry says, uh, Stephanie, would you like to introduce us to your little guest here? And Stephanie's like, oh, not really. <laughs> Michelle crawls to the desk behind Stephanie says, psst, psst, it's me, Michelle. And Stephanie turns around, I know who you are. What are you doing here? And that's when Mr. Lowry breaks in, like, Stephanie, would you like to introduce us to your guest? And Stephanie's like, not really. <laughs> of course, Michelle jumps right in with, like, I'm her sister, Michelle Tanner. And Mr. Lowry, I love this. He just kind of bends down, leans over and says, hi, I'm her teacher, Mr. Lowry. Right away, Michelle blows the top on Stephanie's secret. Like, you were right, Stephanie. He is a major babe. And the whole class erupts in laughter. <laughs> and, uh, and Mr. Lowry, like, stands back up and he kind of, like, blushes like, oh, God. So Stephanie turns around to look at Michelle through gritted teeth, says, why aren't you in kindergarten? Michelle's like, nobody likes me there. I want to stay with you. The audience is like, aww. There's a boy and a girl with dark brown hair sitting behind at the desk behind Michelle. And I swear, it's a boy and a girl, and they definitely look like twins. If they're not twins, they're definitely brother and sister. So Stephanie turns around to face Mr. Lowry and says, <laughs> What a sense of humor. Can I please take her back to kindergarten now? And she, he's like, Yes, you may. So Stephanie gets up to take Michelle. As, as they start to head towards the door, she's like, but don't learn any, don't try to teach anything while I'm gone. Oh, I see Stephanie's, um, her glasses on the table there. Why are they not? But then again, if she only really needs them for reading, then of course you probably have them off. And one of the most exciting things about fourth grade is that we'll be using computers. Has anyone ever used one? I've used my sister DJ's computer. She used up the last of the cream rinse in the shower this morning. That's why my hair doesn't have as much body and bounce as it usually does. <laughs> I guess I'll sit down now. I'm really not a geek. No one said you were. All right, another thing we're going to be doing 
is breaking the class into discovery groups. And here's our first discovery. It's me, Michelle. I know who you are. Stephanie, would you like to introduce us to your guest? Uh, not really. I'm my sister, Michelle. Hi, I'm Mr. Lowry. You were right, he is a major babe. <laughs> you in kindergarten. Nobody likes me there. I'm gonna stay with you. <laughs> what a sense of humor. Can I take her back to kindergarten? Of course you can. Thanks, but uh, try not to teach anything until I get back. So we come to the hallway as Stephanie is leading Michelle by the hand back to kindergarten and Michelle's like, I don't want to go back. And I love how Stephanie's like, don't worry, Michelle, your big sister is on the job. And Stephanie says, you know, Michelle, there's no reason why those other little kids shouldn't like you. You're a ter terrific little person. And Michelle's like, well, don't tell me that. Tell them. And Mich uh, Stephanie opens the door and says, announces, look what I found. And Miss Wiltrout is like, oh, there you are, Michelle. Um... Michelle's been gone for, what, maybe 10, 15 minutes, maybe a little more, depending, I don't know. It's like, oh, there you are, Michelle. It's like, did you not go to the principal's office and say, I'm missing a child, or did she just figure eventually Michelle will come back on her own? No, she doesn't say, I was worried about you. She's like, what happened, Michelle? Michelle right away points out, Teddy, that boy said I was strange. And, of course, Teddy says... She talks with her hands on her head. And of course, as Teddy's saying, she talks with her hands on her head. He's got his hands up like the moose antlers, like for emphasis. So luckily, Stephanie takes over like, I think I can handle this. May I? And of course, the teacher's like, be my guest. Yes. I like how Stephanie kind of takes this over and shows the kids, like, hey, look, Michelle was just teaching you all the cool new way to say hello. She's like, all right, put your antlers up, and the kids all do it. And, oh, yeah, she says it's the Bullwinkle way. Um, let me look at some of these children here. None of them are Aaron. None of these kids from preschool made it made that leap to Fraser Street Elementary. They probably all went somewhere else. So the teacher has 12 kids to watch over. We have two adorable African-American kids. We have a couple of Asian children, a couple of blondes, and a three brunette children. Well, wait, no. Uh, is that kid? The kid's blonde. One, two, three, four. Four, wait. Wait a minute. No. Hold on a second. So there's four brunettes, one little Asian girl, and a little girl who looks like she may be a cute little Latina girl. Aww. I love the diversity here. That's awesome. Thank you, Full House. So the kids kind of look at Stephanie like, who is this bullwinkle you speak of? I don't know him. But Stephanie's like, all right, put your antlers up above your ears. And... Stephanie says, now repeat after me. Good morning, Michelle. And all the kids go, good morning, Michelle. 
And Michelle's like doing the like hand like wave. Well, good morning to you. And the kids all giggle. And she's now voted the most popular kid in class. So Stephanie's like, wasn't that all fun? Let's like thank Michelle for making us all a little cooler. And all the kids clap. So Stephanie's like, see Michelle, they like you know. All right, my work is done. I'm out of here. It's interesting, like, all the, the ladies, well, Stephanie, Michelle, even Miss Wiltrout, she's got a flower print vest on. It's all about the flowery patterns. Oh, Michelle has, like, the brightest flowery pattern with really bright colors, like, violet and yellow, blue and red. Stephanie's have more of a semi-dullness, almost like a semi-Hawaiian print. And Miss Wiltrout's... Her vest has got more of a, um, older lady, you know, retirement age flowery print. Kind of faded looking, light, dull colors. So before Stephanie goes, Michelle's like, Stephanie? And Stephanie turns around, yes, Michelle? And Michelle goes, thank you very much. And Stephanie's like, you're welcome. <laughs> I like. I just think this is so awesome because it almost it makes me think of the the first day of school in season one where DJ helped Stephanie just realize like you're not gonna make friends on the first day. You might, but it takes a bit. They gotta get to know you first, and I like that at least Stephanie and Michelle are in the same school for at least a little bit until Stephanie moves on to junior high. So. I don't want to go back. <laughs> don't worry, Michelle. Your big sister's on the job. Now, there's no reason why any of those kindergarten kids shouldn't like you. I mean, you're a terrific little person. Don't tell me, tell them. Look what I found. There you are, Michelle. What happened? That boy said I was strange. She talks to through hands on her head. <laughs> I think I can help here. May I? Oh, <laughs> be my guest. She was just trying to show you kids the cool new way to say hello. The go way. Okay, antlers up. <laughs> now repeat after me. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Michelle. <laughs> Good morning to you. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? Let's all thank Michelle for showing us how to be a little bit cooler. Yay! See, Michelle? They like you. Well, my work here is done. <laughs> Good job. Stephanie? Yes, Michelle? Thank you very much. You're welcome. I noticed Michelle's lunchbox, her purple My Little Pony lunchbox, is still in the upright position as when she left it there. Now we come back to the house. It's later in the afternoon and Danny is praising Comet for cleaning his bowl. And apparently Danny taught Comet a little trick on what to do when you finish cleaning your bowl. He takes the bowl plops it into the sink. And Danny's like, good dog, Comet. And of course, the dog clearly hears a cue from the trainer off stage as he goes out the kitchen into the living room. 
I love how Danny says, you know, Joey, you could learn something from my dog because we all know that Joey is a mess. So Jesse comes in and he's like, hey guys, he's just kind of a little downtrodden, a little down, not enthused. And of course, because Becky went and told the station, so Danny knows and Joey also knows, like, hey, congratulations, you're expecting twins. And Joey, of course, way to go, buddy boy. When you do something, you really do it. Like, dude, TMI. You don't need to have it referred to as like that. Like, oh, when you do something, you really do it. Like, you have powerful baby-making power. So Joey's like, well, where have you been all day? And Jesse's like, well, I was at the doctor's office. Danny looks at his watch like, uh, your appointment was three hours ago. <laughs> and Jesse's like, oh, yeah, I, uh, forgot I had a car. Yeah, there's something clearly he's distressed. And they're, they, they can pick up on that. So Jesse's like, you know, having a baby's great and all, but having twins? And Danny's like, and Danny's like, having twins is going to be great. It's going to be twice the love, twice the hugs, twice the kisses. And, of course... We get the evil twin here as they do a little bit of computer generation and a really unattractive, gross-looking Danny Tanner named Manny has got a blue-colored shirt, which kind of is similar to Danny's, like sea foam green shirt only Manny's got that five o'clock shadow his hair's a little must he's got three buttons unbuttoned on his shirt he's got a gold chain he's got a sour attitude and Manny's like it's not gonna be that easy Jesse boy having twins means twice the responsibility twice the dirty diapers and the crying and of course, Manny kind of like uh, slicks his, you know, takes his hand and slicks his hair back. Like, <laughs> and it's really weird how Danny starts interacting with this not real evil twin entity of his. He's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm your evil twin, Manny Tana. And Danny's like, you need a shower, Manny. <laughs> and Danny turns back to Jesse and says, Jesse, look. Twi having twins means you get two I love you daddies. Twice as much I love you daddies. Now we come back to Jesse who's rubbing his eyes like I can't even begin to what am I even saying here? So Manny is like turning on Danny like you live in a bubble you Lysol hug hugging Lysol loving hug freak like what in the what? Jesse turns to Joey's like, oh my gosh, Joey, I'm like cracking up here. And then Joey, of course, is like, come on, Jess, look, you're going to make a great father. Now, Joey's evil twin splits off from him and is basically Dave Cooley. Same shirt. The only thing they did is like slicked his hair back and turned his little curly mullet into a ponytail. And... and Joey's evil twin, who we don't even get a name for him, just, what do you know? You are 33 years old and you wear skimmy dope pajamas. Like, he's got a Joe Pesci accent. Like, a Jersey accent. And 
my impression was really crappy. I'm sorry, but I can't do Joe Pesci. And Jesse's like, oh, 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 oh God. Now I'm seeing double again. And Joey comes back home. Hey, look, I just wear the bottoms, okay? I suppose you're my evil twin. And Joey's evil twin is like, yeah, what was your first clue, Sherlock? So Joey's evil twin looks at Jesse and says, hey, Jess, you can kiss your rock and roll days goodbye because you're not going to look so cool with a baby on each arm and a spit-up rag on each shoulder. And Joey, of course, is like, oh, you know, for an evil twin, you're not very nice. And, of course, his evil twin says to him, oh, good comeback. So now the camera kind of pulls out. We get Danny arguing with Manny and Joey arguing with his evil twin. Well, I noticed that it looks like Joey's wearing a lighter shade of khaki and his evil twin's wearing, like, a darker shade of khaki pants. And the same goes with Danny. His pants are a little bit darker and Manny's are a smidge lighter. And they're both wearing different colored belts. Jesse's like, guys, you stop it! And boom, immediately evil twins are gone. And Jesse puts an arm around Danny and she's like, oh, my guys, my guys, you're here, it's just you. Woo and both Joey and Danny look at Jesse like, Jess, you... You really need some sleep, man. I, I think, yeah, you definitely need to get some sleep. You you look like you're cracking up. And Jesse's like, you know, I, I don't think I need any sleep. Boom. Comet and his twin zip right through the kitchen. Like, And Jesse's like, you know, I on second thought, I think I might need a nap. Oh, hi, guys. Yes, congratulations, man. You're having twins. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. Boy, when you do something, you really do it, huh? <laughs> Where you been all day? Well, I was at the doctor's office. Your appointment was three hours ago. I forgot I had a car. <laughs> it's, it's just, my head's just kind of jammed. I mean, I, I mean, you know, having a baby is great, but having twins? Twins are going to be twice as great. Twice the love, twice the hugs, twice the kisses. It's not that simple, Jesse boy. Twins are twice the feeding, twice the crying, twice the diapers, and twice the responsibility. <laughs> Who are you? I'm your evil twin, Manny Tanner. You need a shower, Manny. Yes, twins will mean twice as many I love you daddies. You live in a bubble, you Lysol-loving hug freak. <laughs> I'm cracking up here. Come on, Jess, you're gonna make a great father. What do you know? You're 33 years old and you wear Scooby-Doo pajamas. Just the bottoms. And I suppose you're my evil twin. Yeah, what was your first clue, Sherlock? Well, you look a lot like me. Hey, Jess, you can kiss your rock and roll days goodbye. You won't look so cool with a twin on each arm and a spit-up rag on each shoulder. You know, for an evil twin, you're not very nice. Oh, good comeback. <laughs> yeah. You know, I really yeah, it's very funny. You really yeah. 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 Good combat. No, 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 no. I want you for you guys to stop. Oh, oh, thank God. It's just the two of you guys. <laughs> you know, Jess, you've been up all night. I, I think you just need to get some sleep. No, 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 no. I don't need any sleep. Maybe a little nap wouldn't hurt. 
So now we cut to the living room and Michelle's coloring, sitting on the couch, and Jesse comes in from his nap. So Michelle asks Jesse if he wants to play, and he's like, oh, I can't do it right now, Shorty. I got a lot of stuff going on. And she's like, stop right there. Park it right here. And Jesse's like, Michelle, I really don't want to talk right now. And she's like, but you always talk to me. And it's like, that's true. They always have had, as Jesse calls them, their world-famous Uncle Denise chats, their talks. She's like, you always talk to me. And he's like, well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. You know, I've been talking to you since before you could spill your guts. And she's like, all right, sit right here and spill your guns, your guts, Uncle Jesse. So he sits down and he's like, well, I suppose you heard about, you know, your Aunt Becky and I having twins. And she's like, yes, I did. I'm very proud of you. So Jesse does kind of admit that he is a little nervous. Oh, he says he's been spilling his guts to Michelle since before she was able to talk back. And that's where she's like, spill those guts. So, of course, he says, I guess I'm just apprehensive, not realizing that a five-year-old probably isn't going to understand what the word apprehensive is. She's like, Apra what? And he's like, it means apprehensive. It means nervous. It's like, well, it means that, you know, I'm, I'm apprehensive about the twins. And he points at Michelle. He's like, no, this has got to be our little secret, okay? You can't tell the rest of the family, especially Aunt Becky. So, yeah, he really doesn't want her to spell it to the family about him being apprehensive because, you know, the family looks at him as this guy who's kind of put together and he's with it and he doesn't lose control. And I get it. You know, Jesse doesn't want to have his family see him like this and just nervous and admitting his true, real feelings. And Jesse's like, I I don't know what to do. And Michelle's like, I do. And he's like, what? And Michelle screams for Stephanie! Stephanie comes right downstairs. Like, what is it, Michelle? And she's like, Uncle Jesse needs your help. He's apprehensive. And Jesse's like, look, look, Steph, I appreciate it, but I really, this is an adult problem, okay? I just, you're a little, you're too young to know what's going on. So, of course, Stephanie's like, hey, DJ! DJ comes down, what, what? She's like, Uncle Jesse's apprehensive. And then Jesse says, you know what, you can, you're, you're not an adult, you don't know what's going on, you just, you, you can't help me with my problem. So right away, DJ shouts up the stairs, Dad, Joey, Uncle Becky, Jesse's, Uncle Jesse's apprehensive. And they all come down, Becky happened to get down those stairs in her condition, just... Jesse tries to play it off, like, no, no, I'm not apprehensive, just don't, know. I'm fine. <laughs> He jokes and says I'm a little apprehensive about my pH balance. So, of course, Michelle spills her guts and says, You said you were apprehensive about the twins. And, of course, Jesse turns on her and says, Hey, here's another word for you, kiddo. Blabbermouth. And Michelle's like, I know that one. (laughs) At this point, Danny, Joey, and Becky are all down there. So, we cut to Becky, who's a little nervous. She's like, Jess, honey, I thought you were happy about the twins. And he's like, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm happy. I, I'm completely, totally happy. I'm lying. And Jesse pulls out the piano bench. He sits down. He's like, I'm scared to death. And you hear that music cue come in. And it's just, he's, 
he's gonna be a father. It's gonna be scary enough to be to be a father for two infants and be responsible. I mean, he just feels like this weight of the world is on his shoulders. I can't even imagine what first-time parents go through. I mean, not just for the mother who's going through all these changes with her body and carrying these two new precious lives within her, but then the husband and the father of just, he's going to have to be the responsible one and carry the weight of the load of, you know, providing financially and emotionally, just supporting not only these babies, but his wife and just being there. And it's just, that's a lot to take in. And I'm saying this from the fact that I, I, I don't have kids and I'm just going based on you know, what I, I see in, in everyday life and what I assume that maybe that's probably what people probably go through. And Stephanie's like, but Uncle Jesse, you're never scared. And, and that's a thing that Jesse even said. It's like, the family looks to me as being this cool and with it and altogether guy. And right now he's showing his vulnerability. He's showing his inner fears and being just very naked and vulnerable. And just for the kids to kind of see like another side to Jesse of him opening up and just raw, you know, um, emotion here. And Jesse's like, well, I've never been a father before. I mean, having one kid is scary enough, but having two? I love the support that the girls are giving him. It's like, you are the greatest uncle ever. And you did great with us. You are going to make such a great father. And I love, I love this outpouring of support from the family. It's like, you've been with this family for four years, guy. You've had so much experience. Like I said, he's basically was raising Michelle from the point of like, nine months old and now she's like a five-year-old and going to school and even with stephanie when she was like four or five and dj when she's 10 you're getting all these different ages perspectives and stuff like that it's really really great and jesse of course like yeah well being an uncle is easy i just throw my two cents and then i shove the problem off on your dad and he's like well now i'm gonna be totally responsible it's like buddy your your wife you guys are a team in this. And we're going to see that as when the twins are born. But that that's going to be in the Jesse Becky segment that I'll be doing in January and February. And then the twins and Jesse and Becky being parents is going to be its own segment with them bringing them home. With Jesse mixing up the baby booties. With them dealing with the fact that the twins don't want to socialize with other children. And stuff like that. It just... And even, the, you know, the twins contest and just, and also when the babies, you know, one of them gets sick for the first time and they haven't dealt with something like that before. But overall, they are a team. There's one of each of them and one of each of the twins. They got this. So Jesse's like, my baby's lives are going to be in my hand and the, the decisions that I make for them, if, you know, could end up screwing not one, but both their lives. I mean, yeah, he does mix up the twins by taking those booties off, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> so Jesse looks at Becky's like, honey, I'm sorry. You must think I'm a real jerk. And she's like, no, honey, actually, I have to admit that I'm a bit scared, too. And he's like, oh, oh great. Who's going to watch after our kids? 
I love this, how Danny relates this to what he and Pam were going through when Pam, when DJ was born. It's like, you guys, what you're going through is completely n normal. As Danny sits down on the front steps of the house there, it's like, I was a nervous wreck. We were both a nervous wreck when DJ was born. <laughs> it's like, once you hold that little baby in your arms, guys, I am telling you, you cannot believe the feeling. And even Joey chimes in, like, you guys are going to make great parents. And he's like, well, don't worry. I mean, you got, like, a house full of babysitters. We'll babysit whenever you need to. And DJ's, of course, like, well, I mean, except for Friday and Saturday, you know, when I have dates and stuff. And somebody's like, I'll take Friday and Saturdays until I start dating. And Michelle's like, and no diapers. They make me apprehensive. I like this. Danny's saying, Jess, for the last four years, you've been living in this house. You've been Uncle Jesse. And now I finally get to be Uncle Danny. <laughs> it's so great. I love how Danny adds, like, your kids are going to be so clean. <laughs> Jesse said, you guys, I'll admit I'm a little scared, but knowing that I have you all to back me up, I think it's going to be all right. I love Becky here just saying... You know, I know we'll make our share of mistakes, but let me tell you, no two kids are going to be loved any more than these two. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that is a house full of love right there. Those babies will not go without love. But Jesse pulls out from his back pocket, like, you guys got to see our first baby picture. And he holds it up to the light, and the family crowds are like, oh, and that's how the episode ends. But I want to play this clip. Everybody, I'm fine, okay, I'm fine, I'm just, uh... Just having a bad hair day, that's all. <laughs> a little uh, apprehensive about my pH balance. You said you were apprehensive about the twins. Here's another new word for you. Blabbermouth. I know that one. <laughs> Jess, I thought you were happy about the twins. I am. I'm, I'm extremely happy. Happy. Thrilled. Listen to your problem, I throw my two cents, then I dump the final decision on your dad. <laughs> now I'm going to be totally responsible. My, my baby's life's going to be in my hands. I make one wrong decision, and I screw up two lives. I'm sorry, Becky. I must think I'm a jerk. No, honey. I'm just as scared as you. Oh, great. Who's going to take care of our kids? <laughs> You know, what you guys are going through is perfectly normal. Oh, I was a nervous wreck the first time I became a parent. Once you hold that little baby in your arms, I'm telling you, you can't believe the feeling. Come on, you two are going to make great parents. And just remember, we'll be here whenever you need us. Jess, for the past four years, you've been living in this house, and you've been Uncle Jesse. <laughs> but now, I'm going to get to be... Uncle Danny. <laughs> Your kids are going to be so clean. I'll babysit my new cousins anytime, except for Friday and Saturday nights. And I'll say Friday and Saturday until I start dating. 
I'll have two, but no diapers. They make me apprehensive. Hey, guys, I'm, I'm still a little scared, but... Oh, and then I got you guys to back me up. It really makes me feel happy. Well, honey, I am sure that we're going to make our share of mistakes, but one thing is for sure, no two kids are going to be loved more. Count on that. <laughs> oh, you guys got to see our first baby picture. Oh, they're really great. <laughs> Actually, you know what I just realized? <laughs> I listened to the, I watched this episode sans subtitles. That is so unlike me. Whenever there are subtitles available, they're always on because it's just so great. And it really helps pick up certain things that you might miss. I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize it. So I really thought this was a great season opener that kind of picks up from where the season four season finale kind of ended and just kind of sets up how things are going to go. Season 5 is primarily going to be Becky, you know, going through her pregnancy. Halfway through, you know, the babies are going to be born and then we're going to have to be dealing with Jesse and Becky's first-time parents. But I just, I thought it was such a cute episode. New beginnings. Michelle starts, you know, kindergarten. Stephanie's upper elementary, DJ starts high school, which we didn't have any issues with that, which is good, because we've kind of seen that in, in junior high. High school, pretty much for DJ, is gonna be pretty straightforward. I don't really see her running into a lot of issues. She is gonna be coordinating a lot of different campaigns, stay in school campaign, different events. She's, uh... Also on the paper in high school, which is great because she was also working on the school paper in junior high. So that carries over. So we are going to do things a little differently. Uh, well, we. <laughs> Who might say we? I mean me. Um, I'm actually going to be adding a couple more back to school episodes. Um, season 6, episode 6, entitled Educating Jesse. So you're getting not one, but two full house episodes this week. So... This episode, Double Trouble, is going to drop tomorrow on Tuesday. Educating Jesse is going to drop on Friday. We are not only dropping Educating Jesse, which basically how this episode goes is DJ and Kimmy are doing a program that encourages kids to stay in school because there have been a lot of kids dropping out of high school. So they asked Jesse and Joey to talk about it on the radio show, but Jesse refuses when Jesse admits that the reason he didn't do the show is because he didn't stay in school. The family encourages him to finish school, unfortunately. However, when he goes back to high school, his teacher turns out to be the teacher that caused him to drop out of school in the first place. When his teacher embarrasses and insults Jesse, Jesse asks for the bathroom pass and says, see ya in 10 years. Also, Michelle is learning how to tie her shoes. She finds out that Jesse dropped out again. She gives up on tying her shoes because she thinks it's okay. Since Jesse quit high school, she can quit learning how to tie her shoes. Basically, she's going to go Velcro all the way. In the end, Jesse and Michelle talk. Jesse ends up going back. Spoiler alert, Michelle keeps on trying to tie her shoes, but it's not successful. Well, she'll get there. She'll get there. I mean, I even struggled with tying my shoes at first. You know, my big problem was not so much tying the shoes as it was making sure I was trying to get the shoes on the right feet. Because I'd always stare at the bottoms and you see that little, that little curve that indicated which foot it needed to be on. 
but sometimes the curve really wasn't there too much. It's basically like you put it on the wrong foot, you're going to feel like this isn't right. So yes, Educating Jesse will be later this week. And then next week, I will be doing Be True to Your Preschool, which is Season 6, Episode 15. In this episode, Jesse lies about the twins' academic abilities to get them into a prestigious preschool. And Kimmy gets her driver's license. So from there, we'll be doing the final two episodes in October for... The Back to School series. It's going to be Fast Friends, where Stephanie deals with being tempted to smoke cigarettes on her first day of junior high. And then Season 8, Episode 2, entitled Breaking Away. This is going to be where um, Nikki and Alex start preschool. Yeah. And we have a special guest who most of you, if you watch Funky Brewster, you know this lady. Bonnie Urseth, playing Miss Susie, also played Linda in season two of Punky Brewster, entitled The Gift. So, yeah. I am changing things up a bit. I just thought, let's go all the way with the back-to-school stuff. Uncle Jesse, Educating Jesse is a great episode that really shows some people out there. Sometimes things get too tough. Circumstances change where, unfortunately, a person has to drop out to take on more responsibilities at home. Or, or what the case may be. Maybe they get pregnant in high school and have to drop out of high school, but they go back. Uh, I, I just think this is a, a very important episode that shows that you are never too old to go back to school. Jesse actually... Only had to finish one class, which was his English class to get his diploma. Also, this has got to be one of the biggest plot holes in Full House. Because you know in season four, the last kiss episode, or one last kiss, Jesse is playing at his 10-year high school reunion. So that's in season four. This is season six, two years later. Granted, the writers probably didn't think one day somebody or people are going to come along and critique the heck out of this theory. This big, ginormous plot hole. But think about it. In this time, well, in the land before this episode that Jesse had graduated high school, became an advertising executive, got a radio show, was able to get his band off the ground and start doing gigs and stuff like that. And I just thought the be true to your preschool. I thought with you know Nikki and Alex, you they want the best for their children. They're in, um, influenced kind of by um, a couple friends that have a kid around Nikki and Alex's age named Cooper. That their parents are saying you gotta make sure your kids get into the right preschool. Like get them started on shapes, on colors, letter recognition, all that stuff. I don't even know what it takes for a, a kid, what they have to know by the time they get to preschool. Whether they got to learn how to write their own name, definitely, you know, color shapes, letter recognition, all that stuff. I, 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 I don't know. Like I said, you know, I don't, I don't have kids, so I can only go based on, which is very foggy memories of what it was like for me in preschool. Yeah, that, that's pretty much how that's going to roll. 
like I said, after educating Jesse, be true to your preschool. We're going to do Fast Friends Breaking Away. Then and the last week of October is going to be the Full House Divorce Court Halloween episode. And the Terror of Tanner Manor from Fuller House. Those will be released on October 30th and October 31st. So I wanted to wait till the very end of September. Or, yeah, excuse me, October. So... I really enjoyed this episode. Definitely you could learn a lesson from this. There's nothing wrong with admitting your feelings. Even if you're a guy. I know it's hard. I know you feel foolish. But honestly, honesty is the best policy when it comes to that. You're not helping your significant other if you're hiding your feelings. And becoming a parent is probably going to be one of the most scariest things out there after becoming married and making a household together and stuff like that. Um, as far as it goes with Michelle, like I said with the other episodes, first days are gonna be, they always say the first day is the hardest. I always go with that. It's always gonna, it's gonna be a struggle. It's gonna be an adjustment. But in the end, you're gonna make it through one way or another. Maybe with tears, maybe with laughter, but you're gonna make memories. If anything, it's a teachable moment, right? You learn from it and you move forward with the information to take you through to the next grade and the next first day that you have to get through. Whether it's school, first day at a new job, all that stuff. So, it's fall, guys. It's fall. Next step's winter, right? <laughs> no, I'm not trying to rush when it to rent to winter. No, no, no. We still got to get through um, October, November, <laughs> and uh, raking these wonderful leaves. I pray, I pray that this is the last time that we have to do this, and that by this time next year, we're going to be on our way to Texas. I am ready. I'm ready for a change. I'm definitely ready for a change. I love, I've grown up in, you know, in the lovely state of Michigan my, my whole life, but sometimes it's just transition moving forward uh, I'll welcome it with open arms you know as they say when you're married you go where your spouse goes so ended on a good note I'll be back with educating Jesse for this Friday bye bye everybody